Guess who's back? Randy's back. Randy, how the fuck are you, man? Uh, all things considered, I'm doing pretty pretty well. What did you uh what did you bring back here to uh to, to, to where we live here, man? How you, how do you feel? Let's let's start with that. Is there a reason why we should be talking about your health? Uh I brought back the uh sweet coronavirus. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up doing this? Like, why don't you run through it? Like where you've been for the last six weeks? How come you haven't been on? What have you been up to? We know you didn't get deployed anywhere because the army or in the military, excuse me, is on the street right now. So clearly, <laughs> clearly that's not you. So where you? Why don't you tell tell us where you've been? Give us the scoop, man. Yeah, no problem. So uh, originally, back in the beginning of April, I was asked if I would want to work with FEMA to go to New York and help out with the response to the virus and how many. Basically, their EMS system was just overwhelmed with calls. So we were going to do that. And then they put us on standby for a few weeks. I just went to my normal job. And then after, I think, two or three weeks, they called me. It was like 11 p.m. I was at work. And they were like, hey, you guys are going to New Jersey tomorrow morning. Be ready. at I can't even remember what time it was supposed to be. But I got off work the next morning, went home, grabbed all my stuff. And then we all grouped up. And there were 12 of us. And they sent us to... Uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's uh, I, what team is it? Has a stadium there? Is it the Jets play there? Yeah, Jets and, and the uh, Giants, both of them. Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize they shared a stadium. I learned a lot of stuff that I had no idea about. Um, but yeah, so they had this whole operation set up there for people to. It was just a bunch of ambulances and tents, and uh, it was like FEMA, AMR, and then which is American Medical Response. It's like a big private ambulance company. And uh, then a bunch of other network agencies, like the one I'm a part of, were there. And basically, we were sitting in a parking lot, and uh, if they needed you to go somewhere or do something, they'd send out however many trucks they needed to go to any city. Like, they sent people to Newark, they sent people to uh, Irvington, they sent people to uh, a couple other areas in New Jersey. I'm not very familiar with the area. Um, and I actually, the whole time I was there, I literally just sat in a parking lot. I didn't do anything. They didn't need any paramedics, apparently. They just wanted the basic EMTs, and they used them a lot. But all of the advanced units, they didn't use. So then after two weeks of that, they said they were going to send us home, and they had us pack up all of our stuff, load it into the trucks, and we were literally about to leave. And then the team leader that was in charge of me out there said, hey, 
six of you are actually going to New York with these trucks. So figure out who's going. And then the senior guy basically just said, I and five other people were going to go. And I was like, all right, yeah, like no problem. And then uh, they said it was only going to be for two weeks, but that ended up not being true. Uh, <laughs> no one could really tell at the time. But I ended up being in the South Bronx for a month just running calls with FDNY, and it was incredible. Like what, So that's where I was. <laughs> what was the uh, – what, like – could you tell us, like, uh, what was the wildest crap that you saw while you were out there? Like, you know, some of the wildest calls, wildest times. I don't know. Like, you, we had texted a couple of times while you were uh, over there, and uh, you, you, you did tell me about some incidences, but uh, incidences, excuse oh, yeah. me. So, yeah, give me incidences, give, incidences <laughs> uh, some uh, some issues. So, why don't you just uh, break down for us, like, what like what are the the weird the weirdest crap that you saw? Uh, the wildest stuff. I know that there was a blade involved with somebody uh, on the receiving end of a blade. Uh, the, the, why don't you break it down for all of us? You know, what, what was the wildest stuff? What was what was you know, I guess so. Like you know, I, there's a movie called um, Bring, Bringing Out the Dead. It's with Nicolas Cage and John <laughs> Good. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Where they're an ambulance crew and like just the yeah. weirdest, wildest shit happens in in like New York City, like after dark, like everybody's misbehaving, people OD and having baby. Bees and fucking burnout buildings and shit like that. And I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I, I want to watch it. It sounds interesting. It, it, it's interesting. I'll just leave it at that. I won't say good or bad, but it definitely is interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, why don't you... <laughs> but, uh, Go ahead. I mean, honestly, not even call-wise, probably the most insane thing I got to see was just Manhattan completely abandoned. Like, nobody. Just pigeons and... Like, like I Am Legend? Like, almost like that? Like, I Am Legend like, abandoned? Yeah, like, the only thing you saw anywhere you went was just pigeons and cops, like, everywhere. Or not even that many cops, either. Like, it was insane, because I was in Manhattan a few months before that, in February, and the weather was garbage, and it was still packed. So, to see it that empty, it's like something out of a movie. I couldn't believe it. But, (laughs) yeah, and, like, I took as many pictures as I could, because I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like, when's the last time it's ever looked like this, or when when has anybody gotten to see this but but, uh call wise it was i don't really have a whole lot of experience running any calls in big cities like it's nothing like where we live um but and i don't have that much experience anyway because it's been under two years since i even got into this line of work so it was a lot it was a pretty big learning curve and it was it's new york has the busiest 911 system in the world and then of the five boroughs, I believe, the Bronx is allegedly the busiest of those. And every single person I've talked to that worked there, it's like everyone I ran into has worked there at least like 10 years somehow. And I don't know, how, like they all look so young still. But uh, I can only imagine what it must be like to do that for that many years because it's like even in just a month, it was insane. Uh, <laughs> stuff I've never seen at home. Like, I mean, not that, I, like I said, I don't have that much experience, but just like, the traumas, the ODs, the just the psychiatric patients, there were a lot of those. Uh, and I mean, part of it's probably just because larger population density, they're going to have a lot more of everything than we have around here. But also uh, what I realized is that a lot of the resources that are usually available to people that are, uh, say, homeless or low income or live in a shelter or have psychiatric disorders 
or like even the VA and people that are coping with PTSD or some sort of mental illness that's service related, um, <coughs> they don't have, or at least lately, they haven't had access to a lot of those resources and it's really taking a toll on people. And it was honestly pretty sad, but also very eye opening. So it's, it's, uh, I don't even know where to start really, but it's, uh, I guess I could start. I'll try to start at the beginning. <laughs> or you could <laughs> start with the sense. stabbing. Like, Look. the stabbing is always a good place to start. Like, I mean, right? well, yeah. somebody got shanked. You could talk about that. Let's start with the random right. stabbing. <laughs> so, it was honestly, uh, I want to say a couple weeks in. It wasn't even, like, right off the bat or anything. Because when we first got there, everything was still pretty closed down by order of the state or the city or whoever's in charge. Um, so, there weren't a lot of people outside and a lot of the shops were closed, but like day by day as the weather got nicer, it kind of didn't really matter. Like people were coming out and doing their own thing. And then everybody told us, they're like, as the weather gets warmer, like you're going to see it, man. Like people are going to get stabbed. They're going to get shot. They're going to like, it's going to get wild. And uh, so we're like, all right, like we're just waiting. And we waited and waited. And then uh, finally it was honestly close to the end of our, we worked 12 hour shifts. It ended up being more than that basically every day, but it was supposed to be 12 hours. And it was getting to the toward the evening. It was a pretty nice day outside. And uh, like the way they call it over the radio, it's like so nonchalant. So it's like if you weren't really paying attention, you could almost miss it. But we're like, we got called out. And I was like, oh, it sounded like they said somebody was stabbed. So like we get over there and uh, it was beneath a platform for the suburb. Well, yeah, the, it was like the elevated portion of the train system. And uh, there's police everywhere just a bunch of bystanders like no matter where you went people are always trying to see what's going on and uh we get there and it's just a guy sitting underneath the stairs to this train platform and someone's just holding uh an abdominal like absorbent pad uh to his back and we run over there we like brought the cot out and everything from the truck in our bag and we're like trying to get an idea of what's going on and there's just a ton of people like all trying to talk at the same time and it's like none of what they're saying really is that important because I'm trying to like hear what the person that actually got stabbed <laughs> is trying to say. Okay. But, uh, and it was, that's honestly the first time I've ever, uh, worked a call for somebody that's been stabbed. So it's like all these thoughts in my head that I'm just trying to like quiet down so I can pay attention. It's like when you meet somebody at a party and they tell you your name, but you're like too busy thinking about other stuff and then you totally miss them saying their name. And then you're like, oh, shit, like I need to be paying attention. It's almost like that same kind of feeling. <laughs> right. um, that's the best way I can describe it. But basically, we're like, all right, like there's too many people around. We need to get into the truck. We need to go. to Because like the cool part was no hospital was more than like five or ten minutes away, depending on traffic. And I mean, traffic isn't that bad because nobody's really outside. Right. But still, like not bad traffic for New York is still like way worse than I've seen in like Cleveland or Akron or Columbus or anything like that. So it's all relative. But, like, we get this guy loaded into the back, and he, he honestly wasn't, like, he got stabbed in the back, like, right below his shoulder blade. Oh. So, I mean. None of that anything, ever sounds it's... good, though, Randy. Like, getting stabbed oh, anywhere, no. just, I mean, even there, like, I'm glad it wasn't, like, the fucking gut or what have you, because then that qu that quantifies <laughs> your problems. But, God damn, getting shanked anywhere, that's so personal. Like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, we tried to figure it out. I guess the guy was just standing in line at, like, a deli and got into an argument with somebody. And he went to leave, and the guy just stabbed him twice Fuck. in the back. Nobody even 
Nobody was it even o- knew what they like, dude, they didn't actually see what the weapon wait, was. But was was it over the gabagool? <laughs> <laughs> like they said, like I you took the last know. gabagool, you're gonna fucking get it now, you yeah. guys. I don't. I wish I could tell the, you. you don't order the fucking gabagool. I'm gonna stab you in my grandmama's name. <laughs> you get but, that gabagool with a side of gravy. Side of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> He's making oh, me man. chortle already. Like, it just started. <laughs> and I'm already fucking chortling right. over here because of crazy. Like, I'm over here thinking, like, God, I'm feeling kind of useless right now. All right, crack a couple <laughs> jokes. <laughs> but no, like, the crack. whole thing ended up being kind of funny. Like, we, because we were working this guy, like, there's not a whole lot of bleeding externally, I should say. So that leads us to believe that he has blood going into his lung. And, like, we, his breath sounds were diminished on the one side, which, like, further proves that uh guess or hypothesis whatever you want to call it but so we're like all right the hospital's not that far away but like uh the police were with us and they were like they need a bunch of information and i'm like all right like you can come with us like we can't just sit here and wait 10 minutes though because this guy is bleeding (laughs) internally like we got to go to a hospital and uh for like traumas and stuff you have to go to like specialty uh hospitals that have the right resources so it's like it might not even be the closest place I mean, the, but the one that we had to go to was like 10 minutes away. So it wasn't that bad, but like we tried, we took vitals and everything. We tried to get like IVs started on them because like help the fluid balance, keep your blood pressure up. But the guy like kept moving around and we're like, you got to stop moving. Like we need to, (laughs) we need to do this. And he was complaining about the needles. He's like, you're fucking me up worse than the guy that stabbed me. And I was like, you're kidding me. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, let's just go. So, like, the whole time I'm just, like, packing everything up nicely so that way, like, because the experience I've had with, like, trauma in Ohio, depending on what hospitals you go to, some of them are, like, real dicks about stuff. And if you don't do things the way that, like, some doctor would have done it, they'll tear you a new asshole, like, right in front of everybody. So I'm like, all right, like, we got to do this. It's got to be good. But it's like you get there and they're just, like, happy that you showed up and, like, had them in one piece. They, like, asked a few questions and they're like, all right, like, we're good. And I was like, that really that's it like honestly <laughs> so it ended up not even being really that bad but uh so that one was wild and it like everything kind of felt like it took longer than we wanted it to but it's it was just such a pain in the ass to do like every step that normally doesn't take that much time mm, that's interesting um well let, let me try to let me think about what else could be happening in new york that we would um you know i i guess my question is like did you like you know you're in the biggest city in the united states it's uh, you know one that's considered like a a cultural capital or what have you like did you have the opportunity to go like i mean with everything being closed it kind of sucks because it's not like you can go to little italy and get the real gabagool you can't go (laughs) and get you know Chinese food from like is was anything open like I, I know my my I go right to food because that's just how I operate I'm like okay well, well you know that's the only comforting thing right. that about being out there in my eyes like if I was out there be like okay I have good access to Chinese food and Italian food did you have any access to that shit like was there anything that you could do because when I talked to you you were like dude all I do is go to bed because I'm so fucking tired yeah like after work it wasn't like well I should say Honestly, in New Jersey, I work nights, and then in the Bronx, I work days. And and during the day, one of the times we were in New Jersey, we were like, well, they're not really using us for anything. So, like, instead of just sleeping while we're off shift, why don't we take 
one of the 12 hour sections that were off and like go try to get to New York. Cause we didn't even know we were going to end up there, but uh, we ended up taking a bus to a train station and then hopping on a train going over. We stopped in Manhattan, took some pictures. And then uh, my buddy and I that went to Brooklyn a few months ago and like went to a bunch of different pizza places. We we're like, let's go see if one of those pizza places is still open or at least doing like takeout. All right. So we hopped on another train and all the trains were empty. It was insane. And uh, we get there and they're still open. So we do a takeout order and we ended up just walking around the streets of Brooklyn, eating two pizzas and drinking some tall boys like in the street. Like nobody gave it. Well, not that there was really anybody to give a shit, but like the people that were around <laughs> didn't care. And it was wild because I'm like, no, like this wouldn't fly anywhere normally. Right. But it just didn't matter. So we got to do that. And then uh, fast forward to like being in the Bronx between calls, like there were a lot of where I was posted at because we just posted up on street corners and sat in the truck basically for the whole shift when we weren't running calls. And uh, there were delis everywhere that were still open. They just wanted you to wear a mask when you came in. Um, so like we ate at a few of those. There were there, the Bronx, Little Italy still had restaurants and stuff open and like delis open. And I probably had one of the best uh, Italian combo sandwiches that I've ever eaten in my entire life at uh, Joe's Italian Deli in the Bronx. So shout out to Joe's Italian Deli, I guess. <laughs> well, what was on the sandwich? I mean, don't leave us hanging here. I mean, you got oh, to finish the job uh, here. Come on. Salami, pepperoni, like uh, I think capicola. They make their own mozzarella cheese there, and that was mm. the, it was incredible. Like I can't stress enough how awesome that was. And then. Like uh, onions, some kind of uh, like their own homemade dressing, and then fuck, I can't even remember all of it. But it was it was it was great. It was wonderful. That sounds um, delicious, with the exception of onions. Onions, get oh, them no. out of okay. here. <laughs> so, and then they had uh, they had a bunch of imported stuff. Like they had like these Sicilian uh, lemonade soda things that were pretty cool. I can't remember what they were called, but it was delicious. Um, so like the few meals I got to enjoy that weren't just like from a food truck that was at like the base camp we were at every day, they were wonderful. And then like, even like the delis, the small ones that like, they were like filthy on the inside, but that's some of the best food that I've had in a while. Oh yeah, clearly. I mean, why would you focus on cleaning when you're making such delicious sandwiches? I mean, (laughs) ain't nobody got time for that, man. I mean, come on. Do you want a clean restaurant? Do you want a good sandwich? You got to pick. It can't be both. Yeah, these things are mutually exclusive. Pick one or the other. Clean restaurant, mediocre food, filthy shithole, wonderful sandwiches. Those are your two options. You're goddamn right. It's like the it's it adds character to it or something. Oh, it has to. It has to. And then I'd say probably the biggest uh, that remind that yeah that for some reason reminds me of uh, the biggest like obstacle we faced out there was uh, just how many people don't speak very much English at all. It's very Spanish heavy. And, uh, I mean, I took Spanish in high school, but like, that was, (laughs) that was it. That's the last time I used it. So going there and then having to ask, like, I mean, getting food at delis was hard enough. Uh, but having patients that are like, Oh, they have chest pain or they just like from the door, you can see they're not, they're not doing very well. And you need to ask them kind of what's going on in order to piece it all together but you don't speak the same language and there's no one around that can really help you. It's a, uh, it's a pretty powerless position. Like, I'm, like Google translate came in pretty, pretty clutch, but still wasn't a perfect bridge for that gap. So, and that was something we dealt with the entire time. Uh, 
sometimes we got lucky and like there'd be someone around that was bilingual but most of it was just like my partner and i just like struggling through i guess what would be the equivalent of like speaking broken english to somebody but in spanish so i'm i'm glad it all worked out but that was incredibly difficult you know what's interesting let me hey chris did you take a foreign language when you uh went to uh high school I did. I took Spanish, but I wasted all my time looking up how to say stupid phrases. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a waste of time. I'll have you know now. That, that, like, that's... I could, like I can tell you right now, like, yo nunca voy a baño, yo solo voy en mi pantalones. That means I never go to the bathroom, I only go in my pants. <laughs> like that, that's the kind of stuff I would come up with like whenever the teacher would call on me because I hated having to go up to like the blackboard and write stuff. That's so brilliant. I would just come up with outrageous things to say, and she eventually stopped calling on me. So it was effective. This 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 it, strategy it was, was effective. effective. It worked. Excellent. That's awesome. The reason why I ask <laughs> is because I took four years of Spanish in high school, uh, and uh, they teach. There's here's the funny thing. That'd be like okay. Con- consider this. Let's say that you live in a country that's uh, where you speak. I don't know. You're Brazil. You speak Portuguese, right? And you're like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Eng- English as my uh, foreign language in high school. We're just trying to like swap roles here, right? Let's say that they right. teach you English that's spoken in Great Britain. Well, there's a distinct difference between what they, how they speak English and how Americans speak English. Hell, there's even a difference between the regional right. differences in how people in the Midwest talk versus people on the East Coast talk. Well, m- most of the Spanish teachers, at least in my experience, they teach you Castilian Spanish, like Spanish from Spain. So there's like slight differences. Like, for example, uh, uh, in, uh, in Mexico, they say al- alberca for pool. And in Spain, they say piscina for pool. Well, if you say piscina to a Puerto Rican, he's going to look at you like, like, what the fuck are you trying to, why are you trying to talk like that to me? Like, speak Spanish like you do in the Western Hemisphere. So it's kind of <laughs> funny. And my first year of college, bro, listen to this. So my first year of college, I'm like, I'm going to take Spanish again. Because I got all A's. It was not a big deal. I'm going to go ahead and take it again and get my credit out of the way. I had a teacher from Sweden teaching Spanish. That's correct. A Swedish person <laughs> teaching Spanish to the rest of us. Like, I was blown away because I was expecting somebody who was at least, you know, Hispanic to come in here and talk to me. Like, you know, a native speaker. No, no, no. She's a native Swedish speaker who also happens to know Spanish, and your ass is going to learn from It wasn't that fun. I dropped the class. I'm sorry. I took it another <laughs> yeah. time. Like, I was not impressed. That's like... <laughs> It's a copy of a copy. You're just losing quality right. as you go on. That's right. So I want to shift gears here. Okay. Everybody's got to pay attention right. to the next thing here. The next thing, because there's money involved. All right? Ooh. So here I have the ledger. The ledger. Lady and gentlemen, I have the ledger. And you have to, this is not this is not optional. This is not voluntary, because it has to be done. you got to put your money where your mouth is. We have an $80 pot. That's $20 a person. The buy-in is $20. The pot is 80 <laughs> You need to pick between Mr. Trump, okay, the Cheeto dictator, as Sal called him, or a Joe, uh, he doesn't remember where he was or shit his pants, Biden. Um, you got to pick who's going to win and if they're going to carry the popular vote or if they're not going to carry the popular vote and how many electoral uh, votes they're going to get. I've already fired the first shot. I've already fired the first shot. I picked Joe sleepy shits his pants biden i picked him (laughs) i picked him to win he's going to carry the not only is he going to carry the popular vote but he's also going to get 300 electoral votes that's what i think because i think it's 270 win right now right it's 270 to win and uh you know the, the the popular vote really doesn't matter because you know what have you 
So I need right. I need well, yeah. I need a volunteer. Somebody go first or go second, I I'll, guess. I'll, I'll go. All I'll right, go Chris, second. let us have it. Let us have it. So I would just like to say that until recent events, I probably would have said that Trump was probably going to get reelected. Right on. Uh, but uh, I definitely think that probably. Like he says, sleepy, shit his pants, Joe Biden. <laughs> like, I will sniff your granddaughter's hair. Is, is, <laughs> I, I would have to say, probably considering everything that's gone on, like, I, I think he lost a lot of favor with some of, with all but his most zealous cohorts. I think that that's fair. So, how do you feel? Do you feel he wins the popular vote? Yeah, more than likely. Like I said, especially, especially after everything that's going on since the whole George Floyd situation, like his response to it has been awful. And anybody that's still sticking up for Trump has got some serious like introspection to, to take care of. Like they got to look inside, you know? Yeah, I would uh, agree not, with you. Not that any of it matters because it's all just a puppet show anyways. Agreed. But... Agreed. But for the case, for, but for the purpose of, we're, we're trying to figure out how they're going to fix this. Let's just put it that way. We're trying right, to put gotcha. our money on how this is going to be fixed up for us. Uh, so you're taking Joe shits his pants Biden with the pop. You're taking a popular vote. Do you want to give us, please give us how many electoral college votes he's going to get? I'm at 300. Whoever's the closest is going to win the $80. So this is this is good money. This is a trip to Longhorn. Thank you very much. So keep that in mind. If it's open. Oh come on! Don't do that to me. Don't don't do that to me. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go lower than you. All right, just go for on. shits and gigs. All right, let's I'm have gonna, it. I'm gonna go with like I'm gonna go with like two eighty five. Two eighty five. Chris is in at two eighty five. Electoral votes for Sleepy Joe shits his pants. All right. <laughs> I need Randy. Randy, you're up to bat. Come on now, get into the batter's box. Let's start swinging. All right. All right. Uh, I was never too good at baseball, but we'll see. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, I mean. I'd say even prior to everything that's happened with George Floyd, uh, there would be some sort of, I want to say, overcompensation toward the left sure. from the right to uh, kind of take Trump down. But, I mean, yeah, there's still, I know a lot of people that still support him, even after everything that's been happening, which, yeah, we've talked about is ridiculous. Yes. But, uh, I definitely think his chances are a lot lower now, and as shitty as Joe Biden also looks, like I still I don't understand how he ended up winning the nomination. But uh, well, obviously it wasn't a fair fight. But clearly, I think it's yeah. I honestly think it'll be as much as I hate to say it, and as much as I hate to see either of them, uh, I think it's going to be Joe as well. He'll I feel like he'll definitely win popular, and. Uh, Electoral votes wise, so what you said two eighty five. Chris is at two eighty five. I'm at three hundred. So you get the next pick. I think it's what it. Angel, could you please look up? I think it's two hundred and seventy. Two seventy. Yeah, I still yeah, think I'm it's the same. Two seventy. I think but, I, I think it is. But yeah, go ahead, take a stab at it. No pun intended oh, for the story. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll do. Closest to win? Let's see. I'll do 280, 280 flat. Why not? 280 flat. This is a tight one here. This is 280. I like. I feel like it might be close in that regard, regardless of popular vote. But, I, yeah. I don't That's think. kind of where I was leaning. 
I don't think South Park has ever been more correct, even more than the last dude. election. Like this is definitely get douche and turd out sandwich. Of my head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, man. I was like, I was just thinking, like, damn, South Park had it right with the, like, you get to choose between a douche and a fucking turd sandwich. Turd it's sandwich. never. That's where we are. Like it, <laughs> that's where we are, you know. So you guys, nobody doesn't matter. Nobody's gonna <laughs> take. Uh, nobody's gonna take Joe Jorgensen from the Libertarian Party. Nobody feels confident that the Libertarian Party can win anything. Well, you didn't throw that. You didn't throw that in there. You you I was gave us two for, choices. I had the illusion of yeah. choice. I gave yeah. you the illusion, the illusion of two choices. <laughs> um, right. So no, no I'm, I was joking. Of course, I don't think she wins. Fuck all anything. Supreme. No, I don't. I don't get. Do you know they took her? Uh, they took his. Um, Spike Cohen is her her running mate. Because that was like a compromise, I guess. I think that thing, or that Nicholas Sarwak, or whatever the fuck his name is, that asshole who has that beef with Maj Ture uh, from Black uh, Guns Matter. Like, Nicholas Sarwak yeah. is a piece of garbage. And let me tell you something else. Like, his party is a joke. I think anybody who has a membership in any political party is, is, is you know, I mean, that's... I, we could go on for hours about that, but particularly the Libertarian Party. I mean, Vermin Supreme, it would have been monumental if you had a man with a boot on his head talking okay. more sense than the two old white fucks that are up there, <laughs> one of which has been doing his job for 40 goddamn years. And Like, I love it. Like, what is that guy going to run on? Like, Trump, he can run on, like, you know, the law and order thing, right? Because if he sends in the military and cracks down on this shit, he's going to look like Nixon, right? That's why Nixon won re-election, yeah. because 68, the riots, he ran on a law and order thing people got scared they're like okay we're gonna vote for the guy who you know made it safe for us to go around places right or whatever yeah gotta finish that wall man Come yeah how, how is the wall doing is it did he did is there a one brick one piece of mortar on that thing yet or yeah they're building it they're blowing up native actually, american burial grounds holy actually shit. All, all the all the bricks that they were gonna use showed up at pallets on the riots god <laughs> damn it that's how it happened yeah, no, you don't remember talking with Randy about this previously, how they uh, had, it was like, wasn't it in Arizona? I didn't remember this uh, yeah, at all. Yeah, they, oh, for the, uh, the Indian burial grounds? Remember. Yeah, I think it was yeah. in Arizona or, you know, I could be wrong. Um, maybe New Mexico. I don't, I don't remember, but they're blowing up um, the Native American burial, uh, mounds? burial mound to, you know, make way for the wall because it's like right next to... Uh, where they want to put it, and just yeah. I think it's terrible. I think it's a terrible idea. Well, here's the th here's the <laughs> thing. That's why they think they're repealing all of the conservation uh, laws oh. and guidelines so they can get away with doing that. But like before we know. keep going in that direction, I, I do want to hear what Angel has to you're say. You're right. About I was about to get result. fired up. I was about to get upset. But you're right. Thank you, Randy, for keeping us on track. <laughs> yes, you do have the illusion yeah. of choice as well. So yeah, I want so, it. So just to confirm, it does take 270 votes to win for the electoral, uh, you know, college, college votes, and that yeah. there are um, 538 total available. Out of 538 total. Yeah, so you have to win 270 to, Brilliant. you know, or get 270 to win. Two, uh, for, the, it's first past the post, right? Whoever gets the 270 first wins. That, that's it. I, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think read, that's what it is. I, yeah. I didn't yeah. read the... It's first past the post. I didn't right. read all the terms and conditions of the electoral It doesn't college. matter. Nothing's so, going to change. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I let's have it. You know, I... I, I am uh, I don't know who's going to win. That's but unacceptable. What answer. I will say, what <laughs> I will say is, I will I will say that Trump oh. will win because you should see the overwhelming amount of 
bootlicking support that's out there. Oh, I can imagine. Okay, so like, I, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, some people are like, oh, he's this, that, and the other thing, and he's so great, and he donates a salary. Like, bitch, I can fucking read. I know he donates a salary, but this motherfucker is not friendly towards regular people. Like, he's not friendly towards regular folk. I understand that. You know, and... Also not friendly toward, like, 13-year-old girls, allegedly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get into that story. Uh, and the motherfucker puts ketchup on his goddamn steak. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I still can't get over that. And I know that's such, like, a pedantic thing to gripe about. But, like... It might be the worst thing out of like, all of if, if, <laughs> if, if I owned a restaurant and somebody ordered a steak well done with ketchup on it i would fucking kick them out of the premises and there would be a picture of them plastered on my wall to never allow them to be admitted again i don't give a fuck who you are if you come in my restaurant order a steak well done and put yeah. fucking ketchup on it like you you gotta fucking, go you gotta go what you kind of the, fucking yeah yeah you gotta go you know get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> That's you funny. Know, like, I could understand if you had a side of grandmama's gravy, but, you know, you can't put ketchup on the steak. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God. I don't know. Like, oh. I think Biden will probably win the popular vote, but even... I would love it if Trump won and didn't get the popular vote again. That, I think that's, again. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and as far as, like, the electoral votes, I'm going to say 290. Okay. All right. Two ninety. So you don't. You, um, no popular vote for Trump. He wins again, and two hundred and ninety. Now a lot can happen between then and now. Like Joe could get, you know, his dementia could pop up really, like, like hardcore, and they have to like, you know, replace him. <laughs> and let me tell you something else. I know there's a lot of people that supported Bernard Sanders. I'm not gonna, regardless of how I feel about the guy or whatever, but he should have known better that this thing was fixed from minute one. And all of these people that supported him. First of all, like if you really believe in what you believe, and that's fine. I'm not going to criticize you. That's that's neither here nor there. You're you're entitled to believe whatever you want, but you can't support Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's Republican light. Well, like if they would just right, right. the the thing is, is if they just want a Democrat in the White House, they should just like fix it for at least uh, Bernie Sanders to to you know be the the main guy because I think Bernie Sanders would actually win. Like, oh, I agree. You know, against Trump or against Easily. any any Republican candidate, he would win because he he says all of the right things that all of the people are like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to pay my student loans, yo. Like, well, I mean, none of us do. No. You none know? of us do. Like, what are you so, about? like he says all the right shit, and so people would vote for him, and he would yeah. definitely out of all of the Republican candidates, blow them out of the water. I agree with that. So I don't know why the the Democratic Party doesn't go with them. They just keep going with these fucks that are, you know... These losers. Yeah, like, who who wants to vote for Joe Biden? He's a fucking weirdo. Like, he didn't even do anything as vice president. He was, like, taking a, a siesta all the time. <laughs> like... I, and he sni- yeah, and he sniffs like thirteen-year-old right. girls' hair, or like yeah, and, you know, touching people, and yeah. just a weirdo. Like he's definitely he even looks weird. Yeah, you know on, what I on mean. On top of the the harmful <laughs> legislation that he's put passed oh, yeah. through, so absolutely. Yeah, didn't he sign the yeah. crime bill? The nineteen ninety-three. He was a he was a big fan of the crime bill that they put mm-hmm. through that's affected yep. so many people negatively, especially African American folks. Yep. yep, interesting. He was one of the of that bill. Him, not black. Yeah, how does he get away with that? Oh, uh, dude. 
<laughs> like that's like, exactly I, that's exactly what black people want to hear is an old <laughs> white dude telling them that you're not black if you don't vote for him. Like, unreal. <laughs> like, dude, like you get a free pass for that. And, like, so many people are still just like, oh yeah, that's totally cool. Like, that's. <laughs> That's probably like one of the most like outwardly racist things I've heard in a while. <laughs> like, if I'm being totally honest. No, here. dude, it's the literal definition of white privilege. Like his white privilege right? in that case, like like saved his ass because you know what? Like if 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 Trump farts in the wrong direction, uh, and like you know, I'm telling you right now, like he is fucked, right? Like, but Joe Biden, he could talk about his hairy legs at the pool and fighting corn pop and and like all of this wild shit, like just. Like like so, like visiting your you know I'm not trying to make fun of anybody's grandfather but it's like your grandpa that fought the Nazis in the war and he still thinks he's over there like you know r- issuing racial epithets and directions and shit like doesn't has no filter because the dementia ate away at it like that's him like he's like dementia kills everything except the racism oh yeah no that sticks around that, yeah that's that's hardcore hardwired yeah like all of the dementia patients I've had they just remember the race. That's fucking phenomenal. Oh, my God. That's the one thing oh, that grounds geez. them. <laughs> it's racism that brings them to the dinner table. Thank goodness. It's their, it's their earliest memory. It's how they were raised. That's I mean, wild. It's, it's got to be it. That is absolutely right. wild. All right. So we've got that's an $80. That's $20 a person. That's not asking a lot, like I said. Uh, and, of course, Randy had to poop on it. If Longhorn, if we're able to go to Longhorn, that is dinner at Longhorn. <laughs> so, fingers crossed that uh, that well, this also, carries through. Also, like, what do you think the odds are that this whole election goes off, like, as intended? Like, no no Ooh. issues whatsoever. Like, no tampering, allegedly. Oh. The hmm. mail-in ballots or the virus in general. Like, how is it just not going to be a shit show? How is it not going to be a shit show? I mean, it kind of already is. So, how much of a shit show? I think is how is what we should be asking, right? That's a good question. I don't know, Chris. What do you think about that? Like, like I didn't even give it a thought. Like, what kind? What kind of shit show is this going to be? Like, is it going to be like pasty? Is it going to be watery? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's diarrhea. Oh God. Oh no. Oh. Um, I. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's a watery shit election. Oh my god! <laughs> shit water. Gonna like, be like buckshot coming out your asshole, man. God damn! Oh, the old the, poop shot gun. Oh, <laughs> the mental images that have been generated on this podcast today are phenomenal, right. and I'd like to thank everybody for that. That's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, let's let's have let's have the buckshot poop shot. Let's go. I mean, it, there's it, it's going to be a shit show one way or another. I mean, it, it always is. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I, I don't know if I can put it on the same level as like the 2000 election. That would be, a, yeah, that's a good comparison. You know, with like all the Florida recounts and yep, shit. Yeah. And, yep. The Supreme Court uh, ruling, all that crap. Right, right. I don't know if it would be like on that level, but something's, something, I, I'm waiting for something. And maybe it's like my wild conspiracy theory mind that that's ticking on this one, but like I'm almost waiting for Trump to try and do something to subvert the election from even happening. Like, it, I guess it's the just supreme the... leader now. Like, right, right, right. I mean, that's not far yeah, off. Like, it, that's honestly, not far yeah, off. Like the way things have been going, it's not totally outlandish to think no. about. Like he's already saying. He's going to send the military to take care of things that governors aren't doing a proper job of. But it's like he 
doesn't actually have the ability to do that. No, he doesn't. But everyone, like everyone I know that supports him, they're like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like let's let's see it happen. Really? Like the oh yeah, like yeah, it's been, all over the place. Yeah, and it's, there's like people from my unit, like military especially. They like there's people that are like they've been waiting for this kind of thing, or. They're just like, uh, like the videos you see of people just standing on their porches getting shot by like uh, non lethals or paintballs or whatever yeah. from the National Guard and police. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, they should have just gone inside. And I'm like, they're on their own property standing outside doing nothing. And you're telling me they were, they deserve right. to get shot. Or that guy that, uh, he got pepper sprayed, and then, like, right after that, a cop walked up to him and shot a tear gas canister, like, into his forehead, yep. like, three feet away. Like that kind of shit should not be flying anywhere. But people, there's still people that see like some legitimacy in that. And it's like, if you see that and it doesn't outrage you, it's like, I don't think there's any hope for that person or anyone that agrees with them. It's like, you can get away with murdering somebody. Well, I mean, it's already been proven that you can get away with murdering somebody and people are still going to support whoever actually did it. So like, (laughs) <laughs> it might just be a lost cause for some of these people. And I don't know what to do about that or what. Yeah. Like, how do we fix that? I don't know. Um, it's really, really disheartening and disgusting, though, to see how much people defend the actions of a police officer, you know, or any type, any person whatsoever murdering somebody else. You know, like, I just I can't yeah. take it that. They're like, oh, yeah, well, he had drugs in his system. So but that so it's OK if he had drugs in his system that he was choked out by a police <laughs> officer. Like how how does that justify what the police officer behavior is like? You can't it's not like the guy was like trying to like, you know, fight with the police officer or put up any type of, you know, real like resistance. He was laying yeah. down on the ground like, you know. I just, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really disheartening to see how much they just back the, the blue line and they're There shouldn't even be a debate about it. No. Somehow there is. It's not a two-sided thing, but it's somehow, it it has at least two. But, uh, yeah, and they said, what was it? They said potential, uh... It was like potential illicit substances that were like in his system or oh, something. Like they can't actually cares. confirm that anything was there. So it's like you're just trying to say that to yeah. blur the line some more. Like if he had yeah. something, they would have said explicitly what it was in the autopsy report. But and on top of that, uh, what was it in Kentucky? There was that man that got shot because people allegedly opened fire on the police, but somehow all of their body cams were turned off. Yep. Oh yeah, that dude. Uh, shit, I forget his name, but he owned that Yaya's Barbecue, man. Like I, I, I read about that, and they were like, like he'd even like, like he like fed the community, he fed police officers, and then he got gunned down and murdered by the same people he showed charity to. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And they all had their cameras off. And it's like, I mean, I guess they're trying to do something about it. Yeah, exactly. But on top (laughs) of that, going back to the Bronx, like we saw cops from multiple different precincts there because like every single call where somebody might have had a weapon or every time there was uh, it was an EDP, an emotionally distressed or disturbed person. All right. um, They would send the police out to all of those calls. And like at first it was just like normal run of the mill stuff. But like. 
probably a couple weeks in. And then from there on out, I want to say almost half of the police officers we ran into, you can see their body cams on their chest, but like they'd have stickers over the very center of the lens, or it would be something just obstructing the entire lens of the camera. And it's like to the point that it's so many officers that there's no way like a supervisor could have overlooked it. So it's like, what are you doing? That is, that is the one thing that proves to everyone what actually happened. If any of this has to be used as evidence, but you're obstructing it. And I don't see how that could possibly be legal. And it's just insane. Like I couldn't like the first time I saw it, I was like, all right, I don't know what the hell that is. But maybe I'm not thinking like maybe something that I'm not keen to is going on. And then like every day after that, it was like you saw more and more of it. And it's like, all right, something's going on. Like this isn't just one person doing whatever they want. Like this is a systematic thing. Oh, I'm sure that it is. Um, that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, here, the Pete Quinone is kind of he beat me to the punch for sure. But I was thinking about this. What happens when uh, the the finagle a way to get this trial out of Minneapolis to a different location because the argument of saying that it's not you're not going to be able to have a fair trial you're not going to be able to have a fair trial really anywhere unless you really handpick a jury okay and by handpick yeah. a jury I mean getting jurors that are sympathetic to these fuckers cause right you know because they're their family or friends of police or the police themselves I don't know any way they can well, fix it or rig it right okay well, I mean you got to think it's a jury of peers and it's like you can't have any uh conflict of interest it's like every single person knows about like the amish are out protesting right now you're going to tell me you're going to find somebody that doesn't know anything about this they're going to be some objective bearer of truth there's people in germany britain like all over the place that are protesting this you're not going to be able to find somebody that doesn't have an opinion on it right that's i think that that's a that's astute so when they find a way to fix this which i think that they will because I oh, don't think sure. they're going to abandon one of their own. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, what happens when they find them not guilty? It's going to be the new. It's going to be my generation's Rodney King. Uh, it's the, the riots are going to get worse. But yeah, several of order, several orders of magnitude worse. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, it's it's going to get worse. Oh God, I can only imagine. Like I mean, I'm telling you right. First of all, they brought it up to second degree murder. Right today, as of today, mm-hmm. they brought it up to second, and they arrested the other yes. fucking goons that were there. Um, I don't know what, what did they charge them with accessory to murder? Was it accessory? I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know they got charged. Okay. So they find them not guilty at some point in time, because let me tell you, I'm hoping I don't have any hope for a criminal justice system at all, obviously, but I'm hoping that at least some of this, you know, like he gets his asshole nice and expanded in a, in a prison. You know what I'm saying? Like I want him to get into gen pop and really enjoy the hatred nice of all. Yeah. Yeah. The asshole expansion program at, at, at the state lockup. That's, I, I really think. Asshole expansion the ass blaster <laughs> I mean, really, cause that's, he deserves it. Like at that, at minimum, he deserves that. Right. So all but... of them as a matter of fact, but. If anything, even if it does go, say he is guilty, like, do you think they're really going to put him in there with Gen Pop? Do you really think that's where he's going to end up? No, I think he'll end up dead before that. I think I think there'll be an Epstein. I honestly, yeah, no, they're right. like they're going to give you right. the courtesy of a gentleman and hand you the pistol with one round in it. Like you, you get to make that decision for yourself. You can either go to jail and get like you know ass raped for the rest of your life, or you can take this way out and we're going to do you the favor. Like I, I don't think. 
you know, either that or they're all on pedophile island right now. They're laughing at us because I don't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's a t- is it possible? Sure, probable. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I I, like, I don't expect justice to be carried out. No, of course not. It'll be like one of those. It'll be like uh, how Lee Harvey Oswald just ended up dead before trial, and it's like we would have had so many answers, but now we have nothing. Like one of those kind of things. Yeah, that was wild, right? Like Jack, Ru- they approached Jack Ruby in jail, and he's like, "I'll tell you, but you have to get me out of here." And they never did. And I want, and of course, you wonder why they never did. Well, you know, I think that that for a lot of people, that's the one quote conspiracy theory that nobody is ever going to let go of is the JFK assassination. Like we could go back and forth on nine eleven all day. I have my opinions. I know Chris and I have pretty similar opinions, but that's fine. We're gonna we'll play with the official story, right? Okay. At the worst right. worst case scenario, it was used as a pretext to fucking uh you know completely surveil the American population and get and make a lot of money from these foreign wars that we got involved in. That's Halliburton and oil, buddy. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you know, and all the all the mining that they do on uh. What is it, Angel? Did he do all the the, the like precious? All the, yeah, all the precious gems and uh, you know deep lapis lazuli. Yeah. yeah. Min- mineral extraction, right? Yeah, yeah. minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, any other resources? Got to guard the poppy fields. Got yeah. to guard the poppy fields on top of it. Yeah. Right. So got to keep the fuel for the drug war going. Oh See, yeah. Yeah. Question. Question. Real quick about that one. Like, so the opioid epidemic and all the problem problems we had with opiates was that really a big thing? Like before the war on terror started, or did it kind of coincide? Because that's something that's like kind of bothered me for a minute, and I don't really know a whole lot about. I I, I don't. Um, I'd say that. Go so I I will go ahead and preface yeah. this with saying it's probably mostly you know anecdotal from my point. So I could very well be wrong, but from my viewpoint, uh, the the opioid epidemic uh, has been around for for longer than. You know, since, you know, all of that. But Big Pharma made it worse whenever they made their pharmaceutical, you know, their their laboratory equivalent of heroin with yep. things like Oxycontin. Um, and then that's when – so obviously, like, nobody cares about, like, you know, like the devastation that drugs have until it affects, like, the white community. Um, yeah, true. And, and and that's and that's really uh, when the the opioid epidemic really took a grip on the the white community is when we were introduced to pharmaceutical heroin, um, and I, I I couldn't tell you exactly when that was, but that 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 just made it worse. Um, and then and then it got to the point where your pharmaceutical heroin is. More expensive, so then people start turning to the you know the original shit, the heroin, the dirty stuff, the stuff laced yeah. with fentanyl, all, all that. Um, but, oh, we but saw I, plenty of that in New York. Trust me. Oh, I believe right. it. Oh, I, I I believe it. I believe it. Uh, but but I would say a lot of that stuff probably ramped up right around that time. Um. So so like I said, that's just speaking from like my point of view. Like I had an uncle who whose life was ruined. Um. Because he was prescribed oxycotons, and uh, he had a back surgery, and his doctor kept him prescribed like oxycotons for like over a year, and this was probably like late late nineties, early two thousands, probably somewhere around there. So like you know, okay. right around in that time frame of you know, like right around nine eleven, and yeah. The war in the Middle East. They probably didn't wean him off of it either. They probably just cut it right out from under him, and then he had nowhere else to go. Oh yeah, Yeah. and and then from there on out, it was just like he fought with 
with drug addiction and he actually my uncle actually just passed away a little over a year ago it was last april and uh his heart gave out on him um and what they do is they sent him to a methadone clinic which all they're yep. doing is trade trading one vice for another when it comes to that right oh uh, yeah the only difference is the methadone doesn't really get them high it just stops them from having withdrawal symptoms um and we uh, actually ran into that a lot people that yeah. would uh They'd have like three days or four days of doses at once, and then they'd just take it all at the same time. And then when right. we got there, it would basically be like they were ODing on heroin or fentanyl. That's and awful. Then, right. And like we'd, because we'd have to like, after, before or after we'd Narcan them, we'd like try to see if we could find any ID on them or any like bracelet that says like, hey, I'm allergic to this or I have like a seizure disorder or something. But like we'd end up just like finding empty bottles of methadone, and it's just like insane. Right. right, right, yeah, and like I said, they're just trading one vice for another. Like they're not doing anybody any favors. No. Um. Uh. So so anyway, so my uncle passed away, you know, alone in his home. His heart gave out on him. Um, and and it, and it wasn't due to an overdose, but it was it was, his heart gave out just due to years of drug abuse in general. Um, but uh, none of his doctors would listen to him. Like he was complaining about stuff, and nobody thought to like check his heart because they were just like. Their opinion was, oh, you're, you're a drug addict here. Just go to this, uh, you know, pain medication. Uh, right. You know, go to this pain, what, right. whatever it is. Pain management. Uh, yeah, pain management. That's Sorry, total loss of words there. That's okay. But yeah, I mean, and, and that's what they did. They just kind of brushed his concerns under the rug because they're like, oh, he's just a drug addict. He just wants more drugs. Oh, and lo and behold, his, you know, his fucking heart gave out on him. So maybe if them, you know, shitbag doctors that prescribed him this shit in the first place would have actually listened to him, like, he might still be alive. I mean, there's a possibility he might not be, but I'd like to think there's probably a much greater possibility that he'd still be alive if they had actually listened to his concerns instead of right. just dismissing him as a as a lowly drug addict. Yeah, that's awful, man. I mean, it, it, that's really terrible, you know, and I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that, you know. here's If you really want to go deep on that one, I, I once again, here I am hawking a book. Um, it's, um, <laughs> it's all right, man. <laughs> Educate the masses, my I'm, friend. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's, uh, I believe, John Quinones, uh, same last name as Pete. He's an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. He wrote a book, Dreamland, uh, about the opioid epidemic, how it actually exploded in Portsmouth, Ohio, um, which uh, my wife and I drove through, uh, and we saw two people passed out because of using heroin on the street i'll give you the the cliff notes uh, version i'm probably going to leave some stuff out so you have to forgive me if if and when you do decide to read the book it's really worth your time because he does a, a complete deep deep dive on this from the creation of the drug uh, from the creation of uh synthetic heroin all the way up to the modern times including a football player that played for a university that's not too far from here uh the kid um his last name was campbell uh, you can look it up he had uh, he was a safety right, and uh, he had 17 tackles his first uh, the, the first game of the season. Now for a safety, that is a massive amount of tackles. Okay, so he he got injured naturally, and they uh, they reported uh, his parents reported that there were handfuls of oxy handfuls of oxy available to the players, and he was taking handfuls of them. Well, guess what? He got hooked on them, and eventually started skipping class and not doing what he was supposed to do. He ended up uh, getting kicked out of school. He moved back home to Columbus, and um, you know he had to go to a clinic. He went to a clinic, went to rehab, all this other stuff. He was he was clean. Uh, his dad left him alone. Uh, uh, he said he was going to go to the mall for the afternoon, and one day he didn't hear from his son. He had come home, and he didn't come downstairs for a while. He found his son dead with a needle in his arm because he had scored smack. 
Now, here's the thing. So, like, what Chris was said was, uh, was 100% accurate when we're talking about Oxy, right? Like, Oxy got super expensive because for a while they were they – were, Purdue Pharma was, was producing all sorts of promotional materials, like get back into the swing with Oxy. Um, you know, like, you can – like they, I'm not kidding. Like, they prescribed it to people who had stomach pains. Um, it, even some doctors reported to give it for, yeah, for a cure for depression. Like, they were just handing Ugh. this shit out. Like – now, right. now here's the fucked up part. Give it depressing. Nope. I mean, really, yeah. So the the fucked up part was that there there were 160 milligram uh, oxy's out there. Okay, uh, and uh, what what they would do was the junkies would they would you know how they have the um the coating on there that's for its time released. Okay. Yep. Well, well, yep. all that yeah. all that did all all they did was suck the coating off of the pill and then begin to inject it straight away. And it was so bad in Portsmouth that there was an entire economy based on pills because it was a dollar per milligram. So if you had a 160 Ooh. oh I'm not kidding. So get so check this out. Now once again, this is the market and the market providing, okay? Unfo yeah. For better or for worse, all right? So hang with me. So all of the, the you can grow poppy in the state of Nayarit in in uh, on the west on the southwest coast of Mexico, okay? The climate is good enough to grow poppy. That's where you get black tar heroin. Now, by the time you get heroin that is grown, the, the poppy that's grown in Afghanistan that's protected by American soldiers, and then it's sent to Iran to be processed, okay? There's an entire movie that had Gene Hackman. It's called The French Connection, okay? And that's how they, mm -hmm. they, they send it. They send it through the north of Africa. Then it goes up through, like, Spain and shit and goes to France. And then it goes for distribution to the west coast and east coast of the United States, okay? So your main ports, like San Francisco and New York, let's say, those are the two major uh, ports of entry for heroin. By the time you get it in, like, Kansas or Nebraska, you're talking 2 to 5% purity of the product because it's been stepped on so many times. Well, the Mexican cartels prided themselves on selling heroin that was 80% pure. 80%, okay? Now, it's called black right. tar, not necessarily as a pejorative because saying it's dirt, like, you know, gross, I guess you could say. That, like, like it's a dirtier color, let's say, but it's a sticky tar substance, okay? So it's not exactly mm -hmm. the same as powder. Well, if you're a junkie that's used to between 2 to 5% purity on your product when you're, when, you're, um, when you're spiking, and then all of a sudden you send an 80% pure heroin product through your bloodstream, you're naturally going to, like a lot of people are going to freak out. Your body's going to freak out and say, holy shit, well, this yeah. is too much. And, and you're people gonna... are probably using the doses they're used to and not adjusting for Correct. the difference Correct. in purity. I highly recommend that book if anybody wants to read it. I, I, I beg you to read it. It will completely open your eyes. Like they like they talked about pill farm like or, not, or um, pill mills, excuse me, where you had they the cops, as much as I hate them, the cops could identify which ones were pill mills and which ones weren't. First of all, they had to, to pass a law in several states that you couldn't have a pharmacy and a doctor's office next to each other because that's how these were set up. And they would be all cash businesses. You couldn't write a check. You couldn't pay with a credit card. It had to be cash. You had to pay cash for your prescription. First of all, it's $300 to visit the doctor straight away. $300 cash. You could go in there. They'll, they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll take a look at you, and then it was a real quick visit. Hey, no problem. Yeah, I can see your back is messed up because you're dealing with a lot of people that work in, in tough industries down in Appalachia or what have you or in the coal mines in Kentucky right. or what have you. So they would cut these prescriptions. You'd go next door. You'd buy your Oxy right next door, and the cops said that you could tell which ones were the pill mills because they would have their own security, and people would be ordering pizza. Like, while they're standing in line waiting to get into these places because there'd be a line wrapped around. Like, yeah, no bullshit. Like, like line out Holy to the street. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. It's a wild ride. So if you really want to get into that, 
I, I highly recommend it. I mean, I, I'm sure that it has something that, like, what's fucked up, if anybody wants to think about it, is, well, you had American troops guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan. The people who work for the Department of, 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 of Justice are arresting people for fucking using the drugs or importing the drugs into the country that derive from the product that your soldiers are protecting in this stupid well, fucking also, war. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, also think about the people that come back from guarding said fields and then their bodies are just destroyed from their time in the military and then they might even end up addicted to the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not uh, just in the realm of possibility. I'm sure that it's a probability that's happened quite a few times. So um, now regarding the cops uh, that we all were are not really big fans of on this show, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of shit being thrown around right now. Uh, there's. Justin Amash is uh, trying to get a bill through which ends qualified immunity uh, that protects cops from being sued individually. Um, people are talking about police reform. I know the Minneapolis police are no longer going to be running security for the schools in the Minneapolis Metropolitan School District or what have you. University of Minnesota kicked them out. They're not going to use their pol uh, the, uh, the Minneapolis police for their events, uh, running security for their events, which is great. Um, I applaud all that. But are we ever going to see some real... like? I don't think the establishment is going to give ground on this one because they they need their police force, their their army of occupation, as I've called it several times, in order to continue to enforce the will of the pedophile politicians that run this country. So, how do you guys see this playing out? I want to I want I want to know, man. What are your thoughts? Like, are we are we actually going to see something? Are they going to get demilitarized? No, it's not going to happen. Let's let's hear it. I mean, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I think it's like they'll concede as much as they can without actually changing anything. It'll be like what you say about voting, if it changed or what your mother said about voting, if it changed anything, they wouldn't have made it illegal. So right. it'll be like as much as they can get away with uh, scraping off the sides without actually having to really change anything. But I mean, and like you said in the last episode with uh, Sal, they were talking about tiny cities and towns that still had like military grade weapons or equipment like i remember going down to athens ohio like at one point that whole county was i think one of the most impoverished in the entire country and somehow that police department has mraps mine resistant ambush protected vehicles that you would see the u.s forces use in afghanistan or iraq to protect against ieds and one of them is just chilling on the streets of Athens to block traffic or block uh, people right. from walking certain places. So it's like if you have that kind of equipment in a city like that or a town like that, I mean, I mean, maybe they'll be able to shell or get rid of like some of that from places that I guess uh, they would deem more insignificant. But it's like big cities. I feel like we're not really going to see much of a difference or they'll get away with whatever they can uh portray is like a huge loss for the police department but really tactically it might not change them that much all right right chris right. yeah like, chris I, I, I know you're waiting to I, jump into this one bro come on yeah no like i i honestly i i feel probably about the same way like i think they'll concede as little as possible um like just for example i was uh, like this is like a perfect example i think 
I was reading earlier that uh, you know like the, the LAPD said that they're going to like slash their police budget. And they're like, oh, we're cutting like 150 to 250 million out of the police budget, and we're going to reinvest it in minority communities. But like they forget to mention that I think like their budget's like something astronomical, like 1.8 billion fucking dollars. Wow. Like, do you re- do you really think like cutting like 150 million from their budget? Like, oh fuck, now we can't get 12 grenade launchers, guys. <laughs> we only got to get 10. We only got to get 10. <laughs> we can well, only if you get don't 10 see the whole picture, it sounds like a lot. But if you don't understand how much they're really dealing with, then right. Well, isn't it like right. the NYPD have thirty six thousand troops? Because that's I'm not going to call them police officers. That's thirty six thousand troops. I mean, that's bigger than like I, I don't know. Fucking I, I I don't think Liechtenstein has that many fucking troops. Like <laughs> I mean, really, like Sweden or Norway, right? You know, like they've got like a couple of oh, people no. running around. You know, like it's your thirty six thousand fucking people in the goddamn police department. Are you out of your like? They, why do you need that many? Like, clearly, you can't fucking handle anything right now. Like, seriously, like, why do you have this fucking uh, this standing army just there? And they, like, Chris, yeah, they, like, you're cutting a, 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 that's that's like saying that you know, you, oh, instead of you know, instead of eating the whole apple pie, um, you know, that small bit of crust at the corner that gets kind of burnt. You know, we're just gonna get rid of that. Okay, all right, guys, we're yeah. that's, that. Those are the cuts that's, that we're making that's here. That's our weight loss plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat ninety five percent of the apple. Oh pie. shit! Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So right? No, I, I, I that's wild. So you, Chris, what about this quote? Like Justin Amash, I understand that a lot of people like him because now he's the first libertarian member of Congress. Even though he switched parties, he really wasn't elected as a libertarian. He was elected as a Republican. He left the party. He become a libertarian. Uh, he's introducing yeah. this bill. I don't see any fucking support for this. Uh, passing at all and do you think trump is going to sign that bill you must be out of your mind right yeah no there's no way in hell um i i I don't see it like i I mean that's posturing i I think that's probably him just trying to gain some favor with uh with a certain constituency obviously but i mean like like justin amash like libertarian like come on man this dude's for like ubi like that's not very libertarian if you ask me (laughs) no not really Right, and then like just like you'd actually kind of drop this or mention that earlier about what the the Libertarian Party how they treated Maj Torre, like a- after what they did to him, and then obviously with Vermin Supreme like not getting like the nomination, like the Libertarian Party's a fucking joke, man. It is a hundred percent. Like, I, like I, there used to be a time when I would be like, oh yeah, you know, like thinking like the Libertarian Party might actually be like a. A platform for change, but it's a fucking joke. <laughs> it, it's a fucking joke. It's just another part of the system. Right, right. Just another part of the system. Just to like, it, it's it's like that whole like, oh, look, not all of us are bad type of thing, you know? While we do right. all this stuff over here in the shadows. Well, you, you know what's messed up? Like, while we're on the topic of the Libertarian Party, there are so many so-called ANCAPs who are big fans, who are big fans and members of the Libertarian Party because they they've... I don't know how one can be an anarchist and still vote for any, like literally anything. I mean, right. literally anything, because we all reject the idea of the rule, the tyranny of the majority, right? You can't. You, that's that's a violation of non-aggression principle. You can't. That's something yeah. that you can't abide by. 
So involving yourself in party politics and expecting something, I mean, it's, li- it's, it's the definition of insanity, right? You're trying, you know, you're trying yeah. the same thing over and over again and expecting a different, like literally trying the same thing. Oh, this is tried and true. This time it'll be different. Yeah, this time it'll yeah. be di- Exactly. <laughs> Just like all the people that, are, they, you know, they thought Barack was going to make a difference. Well, that's funny. Ask all the people that are victims of his fucking drone strikes. I mean, really. Right. You know what I'm saying? Including... Um, uh, Anwar Al-Awlaki, who is an American citizen, who was, uh, you know, fucking blown. Uh, I think their pink mist is what's left of what was left to him. He wasn't even uh, entitled to a trial uh, by a jury of his peers. Like, I mean, ser- I mean, no matter what the accusation, I think the document that they like to play with, you know, if we're going to play the Constitution game, it guarantees all citizens, right, This that you have a right to a speedy trial uh, and, and, and jury of your peers and all this other stuff, not to be, uh, stuff not to be held by with excessive bail. Uh, all of that was wiped away with a uh, push and a click. Uh, you know, he had a phone and a pen, and he intended to use it. He also had Predator drones, and he did use them. So, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the fact that all these people still think that he did such a phenomenal job, well, because he spoke nicely, because yeah. he was friendly to certain groups of people, you know, yeah, right. sure, he was great for LGBTQ people. I understand that. Like, you know, he's very supportive of them. Sure, that's great. I understand that. But that doesn't make up for, you know, all the blood that's fucking coating your hands right now like you just got out of a slaughterhouse. Right. You know, that right. doesn't make up for it. Um I don't know. I don't know what the hell uh, these ANCAPs are thinking. I don't know why they bother. Like, the only reason I would even entertain going to a, uh, to a polling place is for vermin. That's it. Like I said, if I can get the guy with a boot on his head to argue with that fucking demented old bat Joe Biden and that fucking pedophile Trump, I would love it. That would be amazing to see how far we've come is to have all three of them up there and Vermin Supreme, like, shitting all over both of them. Oh, right, my God. with the fucking boot on with, his head. Yes, with the boot <laughs> on his so, head. That would so be a sight to see. You did mention earlier about the 13-year-old girl and Trump, or were you referencing Biden? Because you said that you would get to that. It could go either way. I mean, both of them, yeah, really. it could honestly go either, but... but like, I, yeah, I, I haven't mean, heard I of the 13-year-old girl. I feel like I can't girl. be the only one that's seen... I mean, I know it's from Anonymous, and I don't know how credible of a source they are, but it's like they have court documents from charges being brought against Trump and Jeffrey Epstein for sexual conduct with minors. And no one, like, you'd figure, real or not, someone would at least be talking about it, but for some reason, it doesn't seem to be on anyone's radar. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any of the, um, like, any of the stuff where, like, he was, uh, he he raped that thirteen year old girl. I remember reading some uh, the transcript where she's like, "Well, what if I get pregnant or something like that?" And he threw money at her and said, that yeah, you get a like, fucking abortion." Literally verbatim, you get a fucking abortion. End quote. Yeah, wow. well, it's literally like their alleged transcripts. I don't know. That's the that's the thing though. It's like anytime I try to research more of this and see if I can find more or where it came from, it just kind of goes to a dead end. So it's like. You could see that as obstruction, or you could see it as, uh, I'd say the majority of other people are going to agree with, like, oh, it's just all fake, and somebody's just trying to put that out there, and that's why you can't find more about it, because it's all bullshit. But it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, the way things have been going, I would definitely probably lean more toward the side where the one that's openly said he was grabbing people by the pussy... Or whatever, like it just seems like it would be more believable if he were actually doing that. But I can't definitively say anything. So, uh, yeah. I got the article right here. 
Um, it's, uh, well, this one was from a while ago. Uh, this is the only one that I could find. It's from the 6th of January of this year. It says the online hackers known as Anonymous have hit back along with uh, the Joy, or George Floyd. Excuse me, the dates are backwards because this is a foreign, foreign press. I beg your pardon. So this is from Australia. So, okay, so it's the 1st of June. I beg your pardon. It says uh, revealing that what they call the little black book of Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, a few hours after the anonymous video hit the internet, the cyber activists exposed the relationship of renowned personalities with Jeffrey Epstein and child trafficking network. Names included Ev- Ivanka and Ivana Trump, Naomi Campbell, Chris Evans, the English TV host, not the Marvel actor, Mick Jagger, and Will <laughs> Smith, just to name a few. The list with hundreds of names on it was uploaded through a file on their social network under the name of Little Black Book of Jeffrey Epstein. And in it, they expose all of the people who attended parties organized by Jeffrey Epstein, which uh, where it is said that he recruited the children. The case of Epstein was so impactful that Netflix released a documentary about it. Has anybody watched that documentary yet? Anybody? I haven't. What documentary? I haven't. My friends say it's really disturbing and I need to watch it. But, like, I mean, it's probably on par with, like, Waco, how they kind of changed it a little bit to be more socially acceptable or be like, oh, these cops had feelings or these ATF agents regretted what they did, even though, like you said, they have pictures of them posing over the burning rubble. But maybe there's some of it rooted in truth. I'm not sure. Yeah. What's the name of the documentary? I don't know. It's It's, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Or some combination of those words. (laughs) But is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Yep. Um, The rest of the article goes, although names such as Ivanka and Ivana Trump appeared, the group of cyber activists also launched a direct threat against the President of the United States whose name also appears on the aforementioned list and has been accused of raping minors. He's also alleged to have uh, have a record on organized crime, a reason given why he is being blackmailed by Russia, a country that has all the necessary evidence against him. Um, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll post the article for everybody to read in the show notes, see what they have to say about it. Um, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised, but at the same time I shouldn't be, simply because... Why would the establishment, because if you're going to, let's say you do have evidence, right, which I fully believe, like, you know, like, like Chris and I have talked about before, they're all, they, like, they all go and play golf together. They're all friends. Like, this is all show. This is all, to get, this is all distraction, right? And, and you know that, Randy. We all know that. Like, this is, they, they really, they're all in on it together. All the filthy rich people and the politicians, the, the ruling class, the political class, they all, this is what they do. I mean, even in the Franklin cover-up, they, you know, it was uh, George H.W. Bush that was having children brought to the White House for him. You know what I mean? Uh, through the uh, the Boys Town thing that was happening in Nebraska, and the and that's where the, we got the the one kid that talked about what he saw that happened at um, what is it, the cremation of care? What is that stupid fucking thing that they do in California? All those all those weirdos. What the hell is it called? The one that Alex Jones broke yeah, into. Yeah, the, uh, the Bohemian oh, uh, Grove. Bohemian Grove, yeah. He was there. Like, this this kid. Like, and, you know, the sexual acts they had to perform on other kids. Like, it's really terrible. Yeah, that dude is messed up, he too. He is fucked up because of it. Natu- I mean, God, I mean, how the hell? I mean, his I, name is Paul Bonacci or Bonacci. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. That's no, um, fine. I, I say Bonacci because that's what it phonetically looks like to me, but it could be Bonacci. And uh, he has, like, developed, if you believe that um, disassociative identity disorder exists, DID, or uh, alternate personality disorders, he has over 100 as a result of 
the sexual abuse and you know torture that he had gone through and all of the things that he had to witness it's very sad yeah that's that's incredibly troubling and he he was on an airplane where they were flying and one of the, well, there was a body of one of the kids that ended up getting raped at this cremation of care thing that they had at Bohemian Grove and they threw the the body out of the plane and one of the men told this guy he said don't worry the men in the hoods will come and get him like it's really fucked up like and and I firmly believe that all of these people are in on it 100%. I don't think cuz think about it who who could possibly get involved in that in that kind of shit like I mean seriously that takes a I I would wager that would cost a lot of money to keep people quiet to keep the people you know to keep yeah. the human traffic flowing like I mean who had like who else has that kind of power you know that I mean and, and that money to be able to you know fuel the machine that, that that's running you know what I'm saying I mean it's not I don't think it's your fucking neighbor I mean, I mean, unless they're filthy rich, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. So we'll post that up there. Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I don't know how anybody could be surprised, and I don't know how anybody can still believe that going to a, a, a polling station and clicking a button—it's—it's it's like a religion. It's a cult. Like you know, oh, I'm gonna go there, and this is part of the ritual, and I'm gonna click this button. The unanswered prayers. The unanswered. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's 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 the god of government. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. So, uh, getting back to the police reform, we all agree. Fuck all, nothing's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, pretty much. Excellent. <laughs> Big surprise here with this group. Right. Big surprise. Fucking su- surprise, Pikachu face. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> <Pika>! <laughs> Surprise Pikachu face is like the best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody have anything else, man? Anything else at all? Let's uh let's get it out on the table before we uh conclude this uh show here. Yeah, I ahead. do ha- I do have just one thing. So like I don't know if you all have heard about the dog that was strangled as a result of these protests <sighs> because nope. Yeah, so apparently some guy stole this dog. And uh, yeah, it was a puppy and um, he was like parading it around on live TV and he like, you know, had it like scooped up by uh, the scruff of its neck and it was found later strangled. Um, So they're thinking possibly that that guy strangled the dog, although nobody really knows exactly what happened. So I am currently in a Twitter beef with some fuckstick who doesn't understand the chain of events. So I, I said the the reason why that dog, that dog may, maybe could still be alive if that fucking cop didn't kill George Floyd. Because that was the catalyst of the protest, um, which allowed the riots to continue, which allowed that gentleman to steal the dog, which led to the dog's death. So ultimately, it's the cop's fault. I blame the cop that killed George Floyd. That's it. Uh, uh, no argument here. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, the, the right. chain of events, that is correct, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because if he doesn't murder George Floyd, we don't have a, a massive protesting and... I don't know, somebody getting a puppy and wanting to strangle it. I don't understand what your problem is, but, you know, whatever. No, I don't. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely something wrong with that person. It's just like if they just needed a reason to go out and do that, like they's still a piece right. of shit. Yeah, no, right. that right. person's still a piece of shit. And, yeah, that person is still held accountable for their action. But I blame the cop as the reason why that person was able to strangle that puppy. No argument here. 
None. Right. None. It's like we're playing six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Here. I know. That's what I mean. That's well done. That was good. It's true. Right. Uh, I yeah, want... no, I did not hear about that. And I'll tell you what, if I fucking ever get my hands on somebody that would fucking strangle and kill a puppy. Yes, sir. I'm not even I'm not I'm not even gonna elaborate. I'll just let everybody's imaginations just kind of take over. And just imagine, so... Yeah, we get the picture. Just imagine, just imagine. <laughs> you know what, I wanted to ask... Uh, I wanted to ask Randy about this. There's um, uh, the, 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 the Boogaloo, okay? All right? He's getting oh, yeah, yeah. A, lo- a lot of negative attention right now because... Now you know I'm not I'm I don't roll I don't roll in the group okay and I'm this isn't a criticism of you at all so don't take well, it no, that way. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not like the I don't I'm not a speaker of the group. They got some fire memes. But yes, like, they do. That, yes, they do. <laughs> but what do you think about all of these? Like, I know people that are that are part of the gang or not the gang. I don't want to call it a gang. I don't the part of the movement. Let's say. Okay. I, I can't. There's not one racist member among, and I mean that sincerely. They, they oh might... yeah, no. This that are you, so you're talking about like how it's being subverted uh, by yeah, like, they're, white they're supremacists. White yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that as well, and it's like I mean I know a lot of people that are pretty diehard about it, and none of them are on board with that at all. That shit will not fly. It would like I haven't even heard anything other than what's been coming from the media about it being a far right like nas- white nationalist movement. There's no I don't I don't see any evidence to back that up and that might just be anecdotal because it's what I can see but I mean I have multiple friends of multiple races that are all on board with it and they have never seen any of that either yet somehow that's the narrative being peddled and if the movement did have that much momentum to begin with it's certainly diminishing it yeah that's what I was that's what I was thinking like you know I I, I, I I'm not I don't want to be critical of them I, I like I said, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of people are wait like, you know, how long are they gonna wait before they actually do something? Not that I'm encouraging them, but like there's been enough evidence right. to suggest that um, you know, if if this if any time was right for them to go ahead and start fighting with the government like openly, this would be it. Right. Now it could still transpire, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, it could be like a Lexington and Concord thing where you know the right all the right circumstances come together and next thing you know you have the shot heard around the world or what have you yeah sure that's right. possible i just you know no matter what you know if they're misguided or not that's neither here nor there i don't think that they're a white national like most of them are yeah. fucking anarchists aren't they well the the, the 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 problem with it is the hard leftist media and their gun control narrative and that ah, that's why man. they're doing this it, it's it. a way to it's a way to discredit them because they're doing the only thing that that they should be doing, which is showing up armed to these protests. I mean, right. it's been a proven fact. Just like we've already seen it. Like after Ahmad Arbery got killed, like because I've already seen people saying like, oh, well, if black people did it and they showed up to the uh, protest and they were armed, they'd get shot. Well, what happened to all those black dudes that showed up and were marching to the streets with guns after Ahmad Arbery got shot? I don't recall hearing any of them getting shot right. and killed. No. Because and that's the, because when you show up armed to a fucking protest, then coward fucking pigs that hide behind that badge, 
Yep. Won't fucking fight back. Nope. Because if they and know you, the if, they, if they know you're not defenseless, they won't fucking they won't no. fire the first shot. You're right. People have been making it more about race, and it's like, oh yeah, like when all the the way they painted, it's like when all the white people were complaining about restaurants and like barber shops not being opened, and they brought guns. Nobody did shit. But now that they're protesting innocent people being murdered, it's time to break out the tear gas and like rubber bullets and uh, i mean in some other cases just flat out killing people but i mean yeah none of that if they would have shown up with weapons i'm sure it would have been different but i mean it also i mean it could be a combination of the two like the racial tension and lack of weapons and how that all clashes together but i mean if yeah if you would have had everyone that showed up to all of these major cities to protest and if they would have had something with them other than what water bottles and uh, whatever else they're bringing, Br- I'm bricks. sure the response mystery would have been a, mystery yeah, bricks. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure the response would have been a lot different because I mean, everyone has to know, or if they if they haven't thought about it, they'll know now that we outnumber the people that are technically in charge and the people that are uh, in place to enforce law and order, however you want to look at it, quote unquote law and order. But for some reason they still have a hold over us. But I think it's, yeah, it's definitely about people's opinions on firearms. Because that would be the way to even the level the playing field. But you have so many people that are willing to give that up or say on top of that that other people don't have the right to right. own any of it. So yep. it's like... like uh, psyops, man. Well, they ignored the rooftop Koreans. They hate talking about that one because that is a yeah. minority group of the uh, individuals. The LAPD left them to burn. Yep. Like, yep. They, were, they said, figure it out. And, yeah, they were left to their own devices. But somehow they figured it out. And I wonder I wonder how they did that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it. and I think Chris is spot on. It's the media portrayal. And you know what's messed up, man? Like, we mentioned his name already, and I can't say enough nice stuff about uh, Mashtray. <sighs> Like that that man does so much. Like Eric July is really, he's a great follow too. By the way, um, right, he has yeah. a, he has a metalcore band that's pretty cool, man. Like 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 it's actually decent. Like Angel and I listen right. to it. It's it's yeah, actually backwards. decent. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah I actually because I actually because I, ju- I just watched uh, the Monopoly on Violence, and the funny thing is, so like I followed Eric July because of like his comic book stuff. Like, cause the dude's like hardcore, hardcore comic book fan. Like, oh, right on. Okay. And then that's, that's how I came to, to Eric July. <laughs> and then like after following him on Twitter and I'm like, oh yeah, this dude's actually really fucking cool. Like he's into more than just comic books. He's into a lot of the stuff that I like, but yeah, yeah. So that that's funny. Like I started following him before I even knew his, uh, his stance on, on Liberty. Yeah. That's pretty rad. And he's a great voice. Like I love his one quote. He says, fuck them ho ass roads. Uh, I, I, <laughs> that's 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 the greatest anarchist phrase that's ever been uttered. Fuck them, ho ass roads. Uh, but yeah, but the two of them, dude, like like especially Master Ray, because you know he's been doing gun safety classes. Uh, for everybody, but specifically for uh, you know, you know, for African American uh, people in, in uh, African American neighborhoods, like he's he has been such a strong proponent of you know arming the hood, as he says. And uh, yeah. there, there's nobody's paying attention to him except for the liberty movement. Nobody, not even the Libertarian Party, like we just talked about not too long ago, doesn't want anything to do with him. 
Well, that's well, that's somebody who's really making a a, a fucking difference for people who are right. in in like like you guys said, man. Like you show up to these protests carrying a weapon, it's a different story. Like go ahead and fuck with me fuck and see it. what happens. You know, right? And what about uh, I can't remember. I think it might have been in Minneapolis. I can't remember what city it was, but there were the people that showed up to uh, protect storefronts from being looted. And the original picture, the picture that was posted with headlines, uh, it was just two white guys with weapons. But after that, what started coming out was the actual uncropped photo. And it's four people, two of them white, two of them black. But it's like I did not see any of the black men being posted anywhere. It was just the white guys with guns. And it's like, why is that? Why can't what's stopping you from sharing the whole picture? What could possibly yeah. be the motive? Because well, it breaks their narrative. That's why. It sure exactly. does. <laughs> it sure it does. It breaks their narrative 100%. But yeah, no, that's like Maj Ture, like you said, like he does a lot. Like not only does he treat or teach like gun safety, but he teaches de-escalation too. Like that's such an important part of that. And that's something that I don't know. Maybe fucking police need to learn how to do. <laughs> Gee, wouldn't that be oh, yeah. nice? Wouldn't that what, be nice? Did you guys see? Uh, it was like the average course length to be a police officer. It's like something like six hundred hours or something. But it's like hairdressers have to go through more training yeah. than that. Yeah. To learn how to cut hair properly, and it's like you're telling me they're supposed to know how to de-escalate situations and like negotiate hard terms and not just resort to violence and they have less school and like not to to, not to talk shit about hairdressers or anything like that's a legitimate occupation of course but if you're talking about dealing with tough situations that could be the difference between life and death for somebody else you would think they would at least have to have more training than that no i agree with you and you know what's messed up guys it's like when you like when i used to watch cops you know, like when it was on TV, like somebody would be arguing about their rights or what have you. And the cops always say, well, you're not a lawyer. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Neither are you. Like, you, like, right. you, you right. have no idea what the law is. You have no they idea. They have to have a complete understanding of the laws in order to enforce them. And that's right. like, what is it? They just have to, it has to be something that you could reasonably think would be breaking the law. Like, it doesn't even have to be an actual law and they can have, it would be like reason enough to pull you over or initiate a stop and search or whatever. Yep. But I smell weed. That's all they need. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's all they need. I smell, I smell, I smell marijuana and your fourth amendment, that n- nice piece of paper that all the conservatives love to, uh, to hold on to when it's convenient for them. Uh, that goes right out the window. You should just comply at that point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's wild. Yeah, really. It, it, it really is wild. And you know what? How many? You know, while we're on the topic, like you brought this up about the hairdressers and how much training. How many hours of training did you have to go through to be a medic? Uh, <laughs> uh let's see. So it was six months. Well, roughly six months to be an EMT before that, and then to be a medic, it was like easily over a thousand hours of class and clinicals. It maybe almost double that. But I, it was like six or seven days a week. I was either in class, I was at labs, or I was doing clinicals. I almost I didn't have time to work a full time job because I was outside doing things for class. Right. Okay. So I could work maybe twelve to twenty hours a week, and that was like if I didn't sleep more than five hours a night. So we can reasonably say that it takes far more training to do what you do than it does to be a uniformed police officer. I mean, it's 
if you ha- if you want my opinion, it's there are so many different ways you could kill a person or cause harm to a person. You don't have to know how everything works. You don't have to know how like things interact necessarily because you like there's so many different ways you could go about it. But to stabilize a person and get them to the care they need or to like you have to treat not only just trauma but also medical emergencies as well. So there's a lot more I'd say critical thinking that goes into it. And uh, like, I'm not trying to be say that like, Oh, we're so much better or anything like that. But it's like, there's a lot to think about. Like, and on top of just trying to help somebody, if you fuck up any of the things that you try to do to help someone, you could also cause them harm or death. So it's like, it's a lot harder to keep people alive. I feel like, and that goes back to military training too. Like, I mean, before they taught us how to kill people and hurt people, they tried to teach us how to, like, take care of each other and help ourselves. But it was always so much easier to teach someone how to shoot or how to stab someone or the martial arts techniques than it was to help somebody. Right. And it's just, that's just the way it is or the way it looks, to me, at least. Yeah, you can fucking teach a troglodyte how to fucking murder. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, yeah, it's... It's just so much easier, it seems like, even whether you mean it or not. Like, it's it's easy to get hurt, but, mm-hmm. I mean, even to heal on your own without medical intervention, it can take, like, well, even with medical intervention, I should say. Like, it's easy to break a bone, but it takes weeks to heal it. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. So Yeah, that's that's right. very good. That's just, true. just like it's easy to lose all your guns in an unfortunate boating accident. <laughs> oh, it's God. So you know, times. guys, right? it's just, it's it's a plague. It really is. It's uh, <laughs> It really is. I don't know why I own a boat at this point, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't even own a full-size boat. It's just a kayak, man, and I'm telling you. <laughs> every, every time. The right? sea is very it's angry. Any, any kayak control. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. High speed boat control, and that you know what I'm glad that you brought that up because we're working on a T-shirt design right now because I do think that we need to w- raise awareness for the dangers of boating. I, I, already, while, I already know where this. Is I going. mean, really, Chris, come on, like seriously, like this is a serious problem that we have in our right. community. Like anarchists right. and boating is just. It's 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 perilous out there. Like I don't know it what is, it is, man. but the sea the sea calls to us anarchists. The the, the lakes right. call to us. These small ponds call to us, and we just go out she, there fully armed and lose everything. Right. I, I just right. we we need common sense Arm. boat control. <laughs> right, common sense <laughs> boat control. There, <laughs> I think we need to get rid of water in general. It's just too dangerous. Right. You know something? I even like that. That's a more radical approach, and we're going to go with that. Right. And we need to ban water. That's it. It's yeah, gotta the, go. The water is right. the uh, problem. Abolish bodies of water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, if it's more than three feet deep, it should be classified right. as a uh, as assault a body, of, body water. of water. Right, and right. you need to register right. your pool. God damn it! Like we need to know where this stuff is. We need we need to have accountability for lakes, <laughs> ponds, and rivers. God yeah. damn it! Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, it's it's high time. It's far. I mean. I can't imagine how many hundreds of thousands, if not close to millions of dollars in firearms have been consumed by the water at this point. It's just just sitting at the bottom of the sea somewhere. That's right. That's how George Washington lost the Battle of Brooklyn uh, uh, during the Revolutionary War. The East River ate all of the muskets. It had to be that way. It had to be that way. I wouldn't call him an anarchist, but, you know, he must have lost his all. That's how we got our ass kicked there in New York back at the beginning of the war, because the East River ate all the guns. That's what happened 
Had to be. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a T-shirt. I'm working on a T-shirt right now. And it, it's it's going to be beautiful. But uh, does anybody have anything else? Chris, please, you got anything? Angel's very quiet over there, but I'm going to go to Chris here. You got anything for us? Anything at all? Uh, you know, not off the top of my head, man. Uh, I feel like we had a pretty good we had a pretty good conversation today. <laughs> I would say so. Took me, took me a little while to find my find my footing there, you know. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I have anything else off the top of my head. I wanted to add. I think uh, I think I got to crack the jokes I wanted to crack. <laughs> um, um, what about it was the band? Actually dude? Nice getting to be on the show with with, uh, with Randy for the first time. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's wonderful to meet you. Yeah, officially. yeah. Uh, yeah. We need we need uh, your uh, link for the uh, where we can see the band um, that you did oh, a live yeah. stream for. Um, I'll have to send it to you. I know the only place I know that it's available is on Facebook, um, and it's on the Arts and Stark page. So um, okay. I will, I will look for that and then send that to you. So excellent. Um, but yeah, so my band, we it's like a, we got like a forty-six minute set that we did that we live streamed. So um, it went pretty good. We're actually sitting at like almost like two thousand views right now. So oh wow. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. We weren't expecting that. Like we were like, oh, cool. It'll probably be just like any of our other shows, and we'll get like five or six people that show up and and watch it, and that'll be about it. But but no, it, it's up on the Arts and Stark page. You can check it out there. And like I said, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send that to you, Jay, and then uh, we can put you know if you want to post that up in the show notes. But yeah, it actually went pretty cool. Like it was kind of awkward though, like just like being like as a musician, like someone who's used to being on stage and in front of people and like feeding kind of off that energy of like, even if it is just a crowd of five, like you still get some sort of energy from that. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was just weird performing for a camera. Like my one buddy came down to play cameraman for us and we used my iPad pro to live stream it. And, uh, no, it turned out really good. Like I'm actually surprised that the quality, like we did an acoustic set. So I'm actually surprised that the, uh, sound quality turned out pretty well like the 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 microphone on that ipad pro is actually not horrible like i'm not going to say it's fantastic and that we should use that mic to record an album but for the purpose of live streaming like you could actually hear everything really well um you could actually hear my acoustic bass which is surprising because sometimes it can get kind of drowned out like it's harder for an acoustic bass to be as loud as an acoustic guitar uh, well i can imagine whatnot but uh but it turned out pretty good yeah it turned out pretty good like I, obviously like when, whenever the, the few songs that i sing in uh you don't have any problem hearing me but i'm just i'm naturally the loudest motherfucker in the room so <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's just like you know it, it's a blessing and a curse i'm, I'm a loud asshole i'm a loud mouth motherfucker so <laughs> well you know with great power comes great responsibility there chris and right? i'm sure you manage right. it just fine I do. I do have one one thing. Um, so apparently, just to correct the record, that dog being strangled was a hoax. So nobody strangled the dog. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So That's you know. Yeah. You know what? We can all sleep a little bit better. Not yes. much better, but a little bit better. I mean, yeah. like yeah. I was getting really sad over it, but it's it's. Oh, I, I was too. Like that instantly saddens me. Like I'm one of those type of dog owners that like. So, like, I've had my, like, I've got an American Bulldog, and I've got a Doberman Pinscher, um, and they're both, like, they're huge dogs. Like, I always, I always 
kind of take for granted how big my dogs actually are until I'm around other people's dogs. And I'm like, oh, goddamn, my dogs are fucking huge. Because, like, <laughs> my, my American Bulldog weighs, like, 105 pounds. Oh, wow. And, and, yeah, a big and, dog. Uh, and uh, our Doberman probably isn't too far behind him. She's probably somewhere in, like, the 80 to 90-pound range. So she's pretty big as well. But they're just, like, two big balls of love. Like, they're just such... But I'm the already like i've had like my dog my american bulldog's seven years old i've had him for four years um so i got him when he was three and like i get teary-eyed thinking about the day i'm gonna have to put him down and i'm hoping it's like at least another six seven years out but unfortunately mainly due to their size and their narrow hips most of them wind up getting hip dysplasia like you're lucky if you get you're lucky if, if, if an American Bulldog lives as long as 15 years, but most of them, it's like 10, 12 years. Yeah, the bigger the um, dog, the, 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 unfortunately. Right, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the bigger the dog, the shorter the lifespan. Um, but, like, I'm, like, I'm, I mean, you can think I'm a big pussy if you want to, but, like, I, I, like, I get teary-eyed thinking about the day that I have to put my dog down. Like, I, I love my, I fucking love my dog. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, yeah, right? we it'll all be do. a perfectly great day, and I'll be hanging out with my dog, and then I'll just, like, out of nowhere, that one thought pops in. It's like, fuck, right? I'm going to be so sad when they're gone. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's dude, like, I'm why gonna... am I even thinking about that? But it's right? like, it just keeps coming back. Because, it's, it's, you know, pers- sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, you got to, like, almost kind of, like, mentally prepare yourself for that. Yeah, I agree. But right. it's, it's one of those, like, pervasive thoughts. Like, you just can't help. Like, you just. Like, you know, like their lifespan's like so short and you're just like, God damn it. Why can't my dog live as long as me? No shit. <laughs> or longer, <laughs> longer. Your whole life. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Well, like, so like, just like sad story real quick here. Um, so like, I actually, like I went through a divorce back in 2016 and I'm not going to go like through the details of, of the divorce and whatnot. Um, but, like, I got my dog shortly after I got my divorce. And, like, I'll tell you what, like, that is what got me through. Like, having my dog got me through that divorce. If I, I didn't believe, have it, I believe dog, it. Like, uh, that, that, that's the best advice that, like, uh, any, anybody that I know that's gone through a divorce, I'm like, get a dog. Like, I, I know, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a, you know, but the, the amount of love that you get from a fucking dog is, like, just, it's, unbeatable man like your dogs love you condition unconditionally (laughs) like it's yeah i'd imagine it's probably not quite in the same ballpark but similar to having a kid and as a guy that doesn't have any children like my dog is my child so yeah yeah you're not alone you're not alone in that category man we all we you know, if you don't like dogs, go fuck yourself. That's another T-shirt design <laughs> I, for dude, you. I never, yeah. I never understood that. Like, I you can't trust them. No, you yeah, can't. Right? No, you can't. Come on. Like, how how can you not love like the most loyal and, and adorable fucking creature on the goddamn planet, man? Like, they're literally man's best friend. Like, you know, through selective breeding and evolution, we've made them that way. But yeah, you know, <laughs> but, but, still. <laughs> but still, yeah. Like, how can you not love? Uh, how can you not love dogs? Like, I just, I never understood that. Like, I, I don't know, man. It baffles me. Like, like I said, dogs, dogs are fucking awesome. I, that's my point. <laughs> and, and, you know, that long story. You know, dogs are awesome. So. Yes. Yeah, we <laughs> agree. Oh, and yeah. I, you know what, man? Hey, you know, I think that's good advice for. Uh, people that are going through a hard time man i mean i think that it's great to have you know well i mean like even like even like someone that's like going through like depression doesn't even have to be divorced just someone that's having a hard time yeah 
like you need that some sort of companionship and you're just not getting it from the people around you in your life, man, like get a dog, like for real, like that'll such a source of joy. Like it really is like being a dog owner is fucking awesome. And if you don't like dogs, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. You don't chew big red. <laughs> <laughs> dogs, good cops, bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. all, all day long. Yeah. All day that's, long. That's, yeah, that's pretty much like our podcast summed up, man. It really is. It really is. Dogs good, cops bad. This is this is my opportunity to remind our listeners that the police kill an average of twenty five dogs per day, and that's the d- numbers that the Department of Justice is willing to admit to. And I'm never going to get right. tired of repeating it because once you get there. That's your first red pill, and then we're going to bring you on down. We're going to bring you on down. So, And sometimes cops accidentally murder people because they were trying to shoot their dog. Oh, God. It's, yeah. I mean, we could we could go for another two hours if you want to on that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean. I say we're, we're approaching the two-hour mark as is right now. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, it's been a good show. Yeah, I'm glad that we got the right. whole gang together. Uh, I'm right. glad that Randy's not like, you know, on a vent, uh, thank goodness, uh, with the coronavirus. Because <laughs> when you told me that you tested positive, I'm like, shit. Like, you know, it could go one way or the other, right? You know, it's like, hey, you could just, you know, have the trots and maybe a little fever, you know. <laughs> or or you could, you know, be in some shitty hospital, like, with something helping you breathe. So I'm glad that uh, that you don't feel, like, how much longer do you have left to be quarantined by yourself there? Well, that's the funny thing, actually. Um, and you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, because as soon as you test positive, they recommend 14 days. That's like... Uh, depending on your opinion of them, that's like the CDC. Uh, and then the Ohio Department of Health actually called me and contacted me. The hospital I got tested at, they had people call and contact me. They've been following up with me like basically every day to see how I feel. And they all recommend, they're like right off the bat, they're like, yeah, you should be alone for 14 days. Like don't go anywhere you don't have to. Don't interact with anybody you don't have to. But if your employer really needs you, you can cut it down to 10 days. Get the fuck like, out of oh, here. Well, that's really, that's uh, really uh, strange. Are you and serious? Then, yeah. Oh, I shit you not. This is like, I, I, can, I have a letter they sent me as well that says the same thing. And then on top of that, I was like, all right, interesting. And I was like, what about like as far as symptoms go? Like how long do you recommend not being symptomatic before going back and doing just regular things? And then generally the consensus from that has been like 7 to 10 days. But then they're like, but if your employer really needs you back, like you could go back to work with symptoms, but as long as like they're getting better, they're improving. And I'm like, this is the biggest crock of shit. Like it's all, it's not, it's not about public health and safety. It's literally just about your employer's bottom line. Like that's it. And it blows my mind because it's like, these are legitimate organizations saying this. It's like, oh yeah, you don't give a fuck about me if my boss needs me to come back to work. Like, then you got nothing to say about that. But if they would have just hired another person, like, I'd be fine right now. But, oh, it's crazy. That is so, crazy. That it's is. been quite the ride. Because no. originally, when I was just supposed to be, like, in New Jersey for two weeks, I talked to, like, my management. And I was like, hey, like, am I good to have two weeks off after this just to, like, keep away from everybody else? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And then after, so after that original two weeks, and then being put in new york for a month after that which is like one of the epicenters in our country for the virus i come back and they're like hey i got back on a thursday like thursday night almost friday and they're like hey you're coming into work on saturday right and i was like what happened to having two weeks 
And they're like, oh, well, we don't have anybody to cover your shifts anymore. And I'm like, oh, so like it wasn't ever about health and safety. It's literally just about you having enough staff to run this operation. But so that like that's been something. And then I ended up testing positive and then they had to give me the time off. But it's it's so bad shit crazy to me. <laughs> like, that is it makes wild. no sense. Now, how did, does this impact how much like you're supposed to be done here pretty soon? With, uh, in about the, a month, yeah. In, yeah, with the Marines, right? Is this still on schedule? As far as I'm aware, but I have to, since they canceled, so, like I was supposed to go work with them in Hawaii, and then that got booted, and then I was supposed to do a few other things with them uh, over the like months after that. Yeah. But since all that got canceled, they're like, I have to do, it's basically like online office work, which is really also hilarious to me that I still need to do technically <laughs> in order to maintain uh, what they call a satisfactory year. Okay. And like, it, it'll justify them paying me. Um, so I still have to do that, but I'm my, my end of contract is in July. And then they called me actually while I was in New York, like someone from my chain of command and they said, Oh, we just have to verify sp- some information from you. And I was like, Oh, what for? And they're like, oh, well, we have you on a roster to go to Quantico in, like, the fall to do some, like, course so you can get promoted. And I was like, oh, that's great and all, but, like, you know I'm out in a month, right? And they're like, oh, well, we still need to verify all this stuff. And I'm like, well, it shouldn't matter. So, like, that became a big thing. Like, so I don't know what the hell they have going on, and I receive little to no information. So we'll, we'll see what kind of shit show it turns into. But... They're just trying to rope um, you back in, Randy. They're just trying to reel you in, <laughs> stay longer. Fuck uh, that well, shit. I want no part of that. No, but. no. Yeah, we have the reason why we're asking here is because Chris uh, is not aware, but he's about to be made aware that we already have plans that when Randy gets out, there is a a uh, Ganj and Taco Bell outing already <laughs> in the works. Like this is already going to happen. We get the whole Jay. gang together. Jay. Yes. Jay. Stop, dude. My penis can only get so hard, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry for talking dirty to you, buddy. Uh, you, I really am. You, you, you had me at the first syllable there when you gone. Like, Woo, all right. Oh, well, yeah. I'm in. And then you get the happy ending with the Taco Bell. Oh, shit. Right? And you can like, order you Taco end. Bell. I'm in. You can order Taco <laughs> Bell online now, so yeah. you yeah. can order as much shit as you want online from Taco Bell. You don't have to remember when you're going through the drive-thru. You're like, ooh, that looks good. Just add, add to the cart. And, like, they never mess up the order. No, they it's don't fuck awesome. up. No, they don't. They really don't fuck up the order. Everybody else fucks up the order. But Taco Bell, right. that's fine dining. I stand behind that statement. <laughs> I really right. do. It kept me alive through college. Hell there yeah. it is. If, 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 if there's one thing the movie Demolition Man had right, it's that Taco Bell will be all fine. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the best reference I've heard all week, man. The Demolition right. Man Taco Bell reference, dude. That is, that is legendary work. Legendary right. work. Uh, so Randy's going to get good and stone with us. Uh, in about a month and a half, and there's going to be talk. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be so nice. Um, I hope to have the designs for the uh, the anarchist boating safety shirt. 
I hope to get all that lined up. Um, there's a lot of good things coming up. We have uh, a big interview scheduled uh, coming up uh, the next show, either the next show or the subsequent show. I'm not sure if we're going to run two shows. We have a big interview coming up with an expert on the topic of the different schools of anarchism. I'm very excited. So for those of you that are listening, please stay tuned. We got the gang back together. We got everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted. And uh, even though Randy's got the Rona, he's still with us, which is wonderful. Um, I don't have anything else. If anybody has anything else, speak now or forever hold your peace. Boys are back in town. <laughs> it is mad. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. The boys are back. Hell yeah! All right. Uh, Anybody else? Anybody? Nope. That that is that 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 completes my thoughts. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, Randy, stay uh, stay healthy. I'm going to keep asking you every day if you <laughs> how you feel because every time. Every time we snap, I'm like, uh, so how do you feel, man? You're like, oh, I'm about to take my temperature right now. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> it's under 100. All right. <laughs> so um, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you to uh, our hosts, Chris and Randy, finally back from the abyss that is East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and uh, Angel, the sound girl, this is Jay. You can find us on all platforms at UseGuysPod. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our email address is useguysinthat at gmail.com. Chris is at the bloodletting. Randy is at Randy Rand underscore duh underscore man. Angel is at Angel underscore soundgirl. You can usually find her patrolling Twitter and getting into fights with random strangers. And of course, <laughs> my, my handle is at J Colo, J Y C O L E A U. Uh, from all of us, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you the next time. Later, everybody. Bye. Later. Bye.